It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our ESPN studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this February 22nd, 2021. The game, the Twins, Sue's only local, regional, and national sports show will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight right here on ESPN at 1400. Coming up around 6.15, we'll talk Laker hockey with their longtime voice of the Lakers, Bill Crawford, joining us for the first time ever here on the game. Coming up at 6.45, we'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, and then the 7 o'clock hour, we'll have our roundtable, myself, Butch, and a special guest tonight filling in for EJ Russell. Well, we have lots of local sports to cover, so let's start right now with high school basketball from the past few days. On Friday night, EJ Suggett scored 26 points for the Rudyard Bulldogs as they improved to 5-0 and on the season as they knocked off Sioux High for the second time in two weeks by the score of 60-51 to in Straits Area Conference play at the Harris Call Gymnasium. In other boys basketball from Friday night, Brimley, they earned their first win of the season as they knocked off Pickford 54-44 to in Eastern Upper Peninsula Conference play. Brimley 1-2 and two on the season. They are at Newberry tonight, while Pickford now 1-3. and three. They will be at Alanson, that game also tonight. St. Ignace, they improved to 3-2 and two in boys basketball on Friday night as they knocked off Detour by the score of 82-55. to 55. St. Ignace, they are home to Rogers City on Wednesday, while Detour now 1-3 and three in boys basketball. They will be at Ingadine on Wednesday. Sheboygan, they improved to 4-0 in the Straits Area Conference on Friday night in boys basketball as they defeated Newberry on the road by the score of 55-49. Newberry 1-4 on the season. They will be home to Brimley tonight. On Saturday afternoon, the Sioux High Blue Devil boys basketball team dropped a 62-51 overtime decision to Alpena. Suhai 1-5 now on the season, but certainly improving. They will be at Newberry on Friday night. You can hear that game on our sister station, 1230 WSO, with Casey Cook on the call of the pregame show Friday night around 7 o'clock. Rudyard now 6-0 on the season in boys basketball as they knocked off Manistique at home on Saturday by the score of 58-50. Rudyard will be at Pickford on Friday. Cedarville, they're 2-2 two two in boys basketball. They will be at Mackinac City tonight. The Sioux High Girls varsity basketball team improved to 5-0 and last Thursday night as they defeated Rudyard at home by the score of 67-52. to 
And the Blue Devils are in action right now. That game moved up a bit due to the JV game being canceled. Suhai is hosting Newberry. And if you want to hear that game, you can find it right now over on our sister station, 1230 WSOO with Dave Watson and Ray Bell. They'll have the call of that game tonight. Rudyard now 2-3 and three on the season in girls basketball. They will be at Ingadine on Tuesday. And other girls basketball from last Thursday, Pickford defeated Brimley by the score of 73-25 to in EUP conference play. Brimley now 0-2 in girls basketball. They're going to look for their first win on Tuesday at Newberry. And in another EUP conference game on Thursday in girls basketball, Ingenine, they won on the road at Detour 41-21. to Ingenine 2-2 two two on the season. They will host Mid-Peninsula tonight, while Detour 0-3. They will look for their first win Tuesday night against Mackinac City. Cedarville girls improved to 3-1 on the season on Thursday as they knocked off Hillman at home by the score of 55-29. Cedarville, they will host Engadine on Friday. One other game on Thursday, Sheboygan over Newberry, a low-scoring game, 29-20. And as I mentioned, Newberry 1-5 on the season. They are at Sioux High as we speak. On Saturday, St. Ignis, they improved to 4-2 and two in girls basketball as they defeated Marquette by the score of 63-40. to 40. The Saints, they're at home to Roger City on Wednesday, and Pickford, they dropped their first game of the season Saturday at Gaylord St. Mary's as they were knocked off 48-44. to 44. Pickford will be at Rudyard on Thursday. That will be our next EUP game of the week over on Country 105 with Matt Pocket on the call. High school hockey from this past week, Suhai fell at Escanaba by a 5-4 to four count, and then they defeated Big Rapids on Saturday afternoon, 5-3. to three. Suhai 2-2 two and two on the ice this season. They will be at Traverse City Central on Saturday night. And you can hear that game with Dave Watson over on 1230 WSOO. We'll talk more Laker hockey with Bill Crawford coming up here in about 10 minutes, but the Lakers won their fifth game, well, I should say their fourth and fifth games in a row over the weekend, knocking off Alabama Huntsville 2-1 to on Friday, 4-1 to on Saturday. The Lakers now 12-4-3 on the season, up to fourth in the WCHA, and they have a couple games in hand against the two teams above them. They will be at Michigan Tech on Tuesday afternoon at 2 and then at Ferris State on Friday at 7. You can hear both those games over on our sister station, Yes FM. Don't forget, this week, the Laker Hockey Show will once again be broadcast on Wednesday night at 5 o'clock and Thursday morning at 8. Next week, there will not be a Laker Hockey Show because the Lakers will be out in Bemidji. Laker basketball this past weekend, the men split at home to Wisconsin Parkside. They fell on Friday by the score of 82 to 75 and defeated the Rangers on Saturday, 72 to 68. Laker men, 8 and 8 in GLIAC play. They're in a th- th- three way tie for sixth place in the GLIAC with Northern Michigan and Purdue North- Northwest. The Lakers will be at Ashland for their final two games of the regular season this Friday and Saturday at 4 p.m. Now, the way the GLIAC playoff format is set, If the Lakers finish 5th through 8th, they will host a first-round playoff game at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium on Tuesday, March 2nd. The Lakers do have a shot to finish in the top four, but they're going to have to sweep Ashland and have a little help. As the GLIAC GLIAC playoff format, the top four teams will get a bye into the quarterfinals, 
which will be played at Purdue Northwest starting on March 4th. So every team in the GLIAC does make the postseason this year, but you want to finish in the top four to avoid that first round matchup. Laker men, they're looking to get in the top four, could host a playoff game on Tuesday, March 2nd. If that game is at home, you can hear it right here on ESPN 1400 with David John. The Laker women, they were swept at Wisconsin Parkside over the weekend, falling on Saturday by 68-54 to 54 count, and again on Sunday, 88-71. to 71. The Laker women will finish in 12th place in the GLIAC. They're 1-15. They cannot catch anybody with just two games remaining. And they will have their final two games at home this weekend against Ashland, Friday night at 6, Saturday at 4.30. And you can hear both those games right here on ESPN 1400 with David John. Dave of the pregame show Friday around 5.45, and then the pregame on Saturday at 4.15. The Laker women will be in the GLIAC playoffs. They will be at the number five seed in the GLIAC after next weekend's action. Right now, I think that would be Wayne State. You also have Ashland, Parkside, and Northern Michigan in that mix. So the Laker women will be in the playoffs, but they will be on the road to start the playoffs. Laker volleyball, they started their fall season in February. Yes, it's a COVID world, so that's that's what we're doing right now. And they lost a pair of 3 nothing decisions to Michigan Tech to open their season. Lake State 0-2 on the year. They will host Ferris State this weekend at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium. Still no fans allowed in attendance. They will play those games Friday at 3.30 and Saturday at 1. Sioux Eagles, they have an exhibition game going on tomorrow night at Polar Stadium against a collection of Sioux All-Stars. Not quite sure the names on there. I'm certainly interested to see what happens there. The start time of that game tomorrow night is 8 o'clock and free admission for all fans. So if you're looking for something to do tomorrow night, head down to the puller and see the Sioux Eagles. We'll have more on the NOJHL coming up here after we talk to Bill Crawford around 635 as the NLJHL has announced some return-to-play procedures, but that will not include the Sioux Eagles and several other teams. Of course, with the Eagles, their big obstacle is the border being closed, and despite cases going down uh, here and over in Ontario, unlikely that they're going to open that border anytime soon. So that pretty much puts the death nail, if you will, in the Sioux Eagles' ability to play in the NOJHL this season. They're still looking at getting a more exhibition game set, and we'll certainly uh, keep you up to date here on ESPN of 1400. We may even be broadcasting some of the games once we get the schedule, but still lots to work out there, and we'll keep you updated right here on the game. Sioux Indians Midget AAA team, they played last weekend on the road. Four games overall. They lost to Victory Honda on Friday afternoon at 7-3. They lost to Bell Tire 3-0 on a Saturday morning and then defeated Bell Tire by the score of 3-2. And then on Sunday, they fell to Fox Motors by the score of 7-2. They will be at home this weekend, ending Maha play at the Taffy Able Arena Saturday at 4 and Sunday at 10 a.m. as they will take on Meyer AAA. Free admission to those games, of course, the health precautions, uh, they want you to wear a mask and such. And right now the Sioux Indians in fourth place in the Maha, so 
we're going to try to get a member of their coaching staff. Maybe we'll get Coach Ferroni or Zeke Canisto on next Monday night to let us know what the playoffs look like for the Sioux Indians. So a big show tonight. We have a lot to talk about in the world of sports. We're going to talk to Bill Crawford here coming up in a few minutes about Laker hockey. The Lakers right now have a good chance to get second place in the WCHA. They're currently chasing Northern Michigan and Bowling Green, but they have five games left and they have two games in hand on both the Wildcats and Bowling Green. So certainly will be very interesting to see how the Lakers do. They got one of their best teams in years, and we're going to talk more about that with their longtime voice, the Lakers' Bill Crawford, coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Fremont Insurance has proudly served Michigan since 1876. For more than 140 years, Fremont Insurance has helped protect what Michigan residents care about most. Since 1999, Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont have been partners, rooted in the promise to provide the best possible service and value to customers, be it your home, auto, or business. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont Insurance, there to protect what matters most. Don Wilson Insurance, 110 Dawson, in the Sioux, call 635-5600. If you're looking to improve your ride or add a vehicle this winter, see the great pre-owned inventory at Sioux Motors today. There are more than 70 units to choose from, cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. There are escapes, explorers, fusions, focuses, and many more, including trucks. See the friendly sales staff at Sioux Motors today. Use your stimulus check or your tax refund to put yourself in a better vehicle this winter. Check out the selection of pre-owned reconditioned vehicles at Sioux Motors on Three Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Sioux. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mac Trail. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace associates about our Ace Royal Paint, a high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal Paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to serving you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. Our teens are usually better than we are when it comes to computers and technology. But when it comes to saving money, parents and grandparents usually have a leg up on the younger generation. With a teen savings account, you might just turn your teen spender into a teen saver. Stop by and open one today. Sioux Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at SiouxCoop.com. 
Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Mason with you and joining us in studio, longtime voice of the Lake Superior State University Hockey Lakers, Bill Crawford, joining us for the first time on the game. Bill, appreciate you coming on and welcome to the game. Thanks, Scott. It's good to be here. I enjoy this. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Bill. And uh, we certainly have a lot of good things to talk about with Laker hockey. Uh, Three wins last week, starting on Tuesday against Michigan Tech, going up there. Always a tough place to play, winning on Tuesday 3-1. to And Alabama-Huntsville, they're always a a pesky team. The Lakers with a close 2-1 to win on Friday, getting that last-second goal, and then a 4-1 to victory over Alabama-Huntsville. Bill, this Laker team right now, 12-4-3, winners of five straight. They're looking good. Yeah, we're playing very well at this point. Uh, It's enjoyable to be a part of it. And uh, even though we just do home games now, we don't go on the road much. We haven't been on the road all season, as a matter of fact. But it's still good. And uh, these are good kids. I enjoy them. I still love the competition. And uh, when you're winning, that's pretty good. Things are always good when you're winning, Bill. And, you know, this Laker hockey program, you know, had uh, last season was a little bit of a disappointment. The year before, they went a home playoff series. Uh, you know, going into the season, mm-hmm. obviously with COVID, everything was unknown as, as far as how many games teams are even able to get in and, and what we saw as far as coming back for Laker hockey. But all things considered through this COVID world, Bill, I think the Laker hockey team and coaches got to be pretty ecstatic as where, where they're at right now. Yeah, I think the only thing that we're not very happy about is we don't have any fans at games. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. The 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 broadcasters can't, the coaches <laughs> can't, the players can't. So we just do what we have to do. And I think at this point, uh, there are an awful lot of fans who've learned to, they've all taken the Flow TV route and uh, they're paying by the month and watching the Lakers play in their uh, in their living room, but uh, which is more comfortable for them. But I think fans would rather be in the rink. I mean, there's nothing like the atmosphere. And some of the games we've had lately where we've won games with less than 12 seconds to play, and we've tied games with two seconds to play, and scored two goals in a minute and one second to tie a game and send it into overtime – those are such exciting finishes. I think our fans would love to be there. Yeah, certainly. I'd like to be there as well, Bill. And you know, going back to your first broadcast, you know, you've been doing this a long time, but I, I can imagine you've probably never done a game up until this season with no fans. You know, as a broadcaster, how different was that for you? I know it was a little challenging for me uh, the first couple times because you're so used to the crowd noise and everything. Now you get to hear everything, which I guess makes it kind of unique. But you know, without the fans as a broadcaster, how 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 is that adjustment been? Yeah, it doesn't really affect what we do at all. We it's the same for us. But everybody in the press box is listening to you. Now. <laughs> right. Every once in a while, they'll turn around and look at you. Or, you know, especially when Matt Pocket's talking, they turn around and look at us a lot. When he's, but no, I'm just kidding. He he does a great job. But it's been strange in that there's nobody there. There's no cheering. There's no flag waving. There, and, and I know our players feel that. And I think at first the players were very much negatively affected by that. But I think they've gotten used to it now to where they're cheering. And if you, I noticed both benches, they stand up all the time now. They've got their sticks in the air when they score. Both teams. I mean, they're cheering for each other. And that's all they've got. So... You know, it's, it's pretty, it is strange, but it is what it is. And we just muddle through and do what we do. Bill Crawford joining us on the game, longtime voice of Laker hockey and Bill looking at this team. I mean, you look at their last six results, they've given up 
seven goals in five games, and that's going to win you a lot of games. Obviously, Merrick's Mittens, he got honors last week. We'll talk about some of the Lakers that got honors this week, but goaltending and defense certainly seems to be a strength of this team. Yeah, it is, and uh, Merrick's is really good, and not only is he a very good goaltender, but he's a great kid. He's a great young man. You pull for him. He was one of the people affected when we went through the pause for COVID there a few weeks ago, and that's cost us because now we've got all these games piled up. We've got to play in short order. Uh, we play tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at Tech, and then we've got to play this Friday at Ferris State. So we come back from Tech and we rest for about 24 hours and get back on a bus and go down to Ferris State and play. And then next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, we play back-to-back games in the afternoon, I believe both those games are, at Bemidji State. And then we come back from there, and that's a 12-hour bus ride one way. Long I mean, way. That's a haul. And if you have weather problems, which you very well can have going all the way up into Minnesota, it really, it's a dangerous trip, not, not just a long trip. So, and they'll come back from that. And then we play our final game of the regular season on March the 6th at home, three o'clock in the afternoon against Ferris State. Ferris uh, struggling, 0-17 and 1. What's going on with that program? Well, they're, they've, they have struggled this year. They're better than that record would indicate. They've got five or six real good hockey players, but their goaltending has not been good, and their defensive work hasn't been good, and they've surrendered goals, although they play hard, and they're, they're really tough to beat. Look at Minnesota State. Had to beat them in overtime yeah. with less than a minute left right. in the overtime on the Friday night, and then Minnesota State blew them away 5-1 to one on Saturday. They're not a good team, but they're not as bad as that record would indicate either. And, you know, when you come to Division One college hockey, everybody's got some players. And if those players play well on a given night, they'll win. They beat Bemidji State a few weeks ago in their building, and we got to play them in their building this coming Friday coming off a, a trip to Michigan Tech. So it, none of this is going to be easy. We're still feeling the effects of this pause. For yeah. We had a couple of guys who were, you know, pretty – it took them the full amount of time to recover and get back and they're and they're still wheezing a bit out there you know just a few but uh most of our guys weren't affected by it at all couple laker hockey players receiving wcha player of the week honors just released today laker forward hampus erickson named forward of the week and defenseman jacob northquist named defenseman of the week uh, tell us about those two gentlemen's weekends obviously good enough to earn yeah. League honors. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that uh, Nordy won that award. Not not that he didn't play well, he did, but usually there's some defenseman somewhere who scores three goals, or and that's how they go. It's really funny to me that you name the defenseman of the week, and it's always some Scoring offensive goals, right, performance. Right. It's like <laughs> everything's Bobby Orr now. You got to right. be an offensive defenseman. But and Nordy was good. I mean, he had a he had a goal for us, and he had a huge assist on that uh, game winning goal that. Uh, that Will Rydell scored on uh, Friday night uh, with just seconds left in the hockey game. And uh, Hampus figured in on uh, a couple of big goals, too. He had an assist on Nordy's goal that tied the hockey game and uh, sent us to where we could win it at the last second on Friday night. And then he scored a big goal, the game winner, on Saturday. And he made a great play there. I thought he was our best forward on Saturday. He was He was very effective. Both ends of the ice and uh, played really well. Carried the puck well with authority. He's really learned to do that. He's got a big body, six six, two hundred and fifteen pounds, two hundred and ten pounds. But he's starting to use it very effectively. His freshman year, he broke his leg, and it took him more than a year, I think, to recover from right. that. But he's fully recovered now, and he's not a 
fast skater necessarily. He looks like a plotter because he's so big, but that's what, that's how six foot six inch people look on the ice. You know, they, they always look like they're slower than they are, but he's not slow. He can play and uh, he'll go in traffic. Now he, he, he makes good plays and he was really good on Saturday night. Lakers likely to finish in the top four bill. You mentioned their schedule five games left. So they still have a lot of work to do, but the Lakers could finish as high as second place, something they haven't done since the 95, 96 season. How important is it for the Lakers to move up in the standings? Granted, you know, having the home ice obviously for the first round, but you know, potentially, Hey, maybe Minnesota state gets knocked off in the first round. The Lakers host the final four. You never know. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, that's not very likely going to happen. This Minnesota State team is just spectacular. Yeah, I know they struggled on Friday night at Ferris State, but that's the only time they've struggled in the entire season. They had outscored their opposition 44-5 to going <laughs> into that game on Friday night in league play. Yikes. So, you know, and they beat us twice. We played them really tough. They beat us uh, close score the one night, the other one a little bit bigger, wider margin, but both of them were good games. Lakers were in both games. They didn't run away and hide on us. They're they're very good, though. They're very well-rounded, and they're going to be tough to beat. But I think it's important to, to us to have home ice just because we want to get to the next round. Right. And it's so hard to win on somebody else's ice, even without fans. It's still tough to go into their building and beat them. They're in their beds. You're traveling to get there, and we're kind of road warriors right now. I looked at that the other day, and I said, well, maybe we'd be better off to play on the road in the first round because we haven't lost on the road all season. Yeah. We're, we're unbeaten in league play on the road. So, you know, I don't want to jinx us for tomorrow because Tech's tough and Tech's mad right now. I mean, they've lost three straight games, and they weren't very happy when they lost to us last week because they carried the play for the most part in that game, and we made the most of our opportunities and beat them 3-1. to one. For us, that was a great defensive game and a great goaltending game on Americs. He made 34 saves in that hockey game, and that's a lot of saves in college hockey. So, you know, we're all over the place with it, but we want home ice. We don't care if it's fourth place or second, but the higher the better. And that's the goal right now is to try to win enough of these last games to bypass both Bowling Green and Northern Michigan. They're finishing up. They've only got two games left, right. each of them, yeah. and we've got five. So we can those games at hand could be huge. Bill Crawford joining us on the game, longtime voice of Laker hockey. Bill, a couple kind of historical questions, or you know, going back to when you started doing Laker hockey, nineteen seventy three. About Ish. that, I, I can't <laughs> remember it. It, I, it may have been later than that, but the problem with my Laker days is it started in the 70s and went solid up until the late 1990s when I became director of athletics. Dr. Arbuckle, the president, then made me quit doing play-by-play. He said, I'm not going to have my athletic director doing a play-by-play and going on the road all the time. So he took me off that for about three years and then put put me back in there in about the fourth year. So there, there's a a little bit of a gap there, so it wasn't continuous, but it's 42 years now. 42 seasons all together, and I'd have to go back and try to figure that out. And that leads me to my question. You know, Looking at college hockey overall, obviously in the time that you've broadcast, there's there's been so many changes, but what's, the, in your opinion, the biggest difference uh, in college hockey now compared to you know when the Lakers were winning national championships or even back when the program started? What, what's the biggest difference in, in college hockey? How much has it changed? Well, it's actually dropped down a bit. It's because the Big Ten went off on its own, and that's for money, for TV revenue, and uh, to uh, they tried to set themselves up as an elite league, which they're 
pretty much are right now. I think the NCHC is probably a better league right now than the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's right there, and they've got some great teams and really good players. They, they, they're they trying to grab all the top talent, which makes it really tough for the rest of us. We're taking the second tier of talent and the third tier and trying to win, and you know, you look at a Ferris State, that's what they've got to do right now. Sure. They're trying to rebuild. It's hard to rebuild because you don't have as much to offer. And Hockey East is still really good, but you know, the heyday for us was the late 80s, early 1990s, and that's when we were in a really strong CCHA where you had Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. We had, that was a great league. It really was. And that was probably the premier league at that time, unless it was Hockey East, but it's always a battle between the big schools, but you know, the, breaking it up really hurt the smaller schools, and it forced us to seek whatever we could have to have a schedule. So we went WCHA, which has been fine. I don't have a problem with the WCHA, but it's not as good a league by any means as the CCHA was back in that day. So there's your biggest difference to me. But good teams are still good teams, but it's awfully hard as a small school, and Lake Superior is the smallest public school playing the game. It's really hard to be a top team. I think these guys have done a great job. I think we've got a really good defensive core right now, and we've got four good lines. We can compete with four lines right now. We couldn't do that even two years ago when Diego and company were seniors, and Diego is a great Laker player. He could have played on any of our Laker teams. But we're better right now, I think, overall, because I think we're deeper. A couple more questions for you, Bill. Of all the broadcasts that you've done, what is your favorite broadcast? What was your favorite game? If you had to pick just one, you've done a lot. Which one? Put you on the spot. Well, it'd probably be a national championship game, maybe 1988 in Lake Placid. But uh, that was such an upset. That was such a for us to be there. We did. We had no. We were like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we even? You know. Right. And and when we won that thing, that that would probably Bud Cooper was doing color with me, and he was like just totally out of it at the end of the game when we won. When Mark Vermette scored that goal to won the game in overtime, and we beat a team that night. St. Lawrence was probably better than we were. They had more chances. They they outshot us. Bruce Hoffert was spectacular. And yeah, that's probably the number one game. But those national championship games, 92 in Albany, that was I loved that when we beat Wisconsin. And even when we won out in St. Paul, that was a big deal. I mean, we just all the overtimes that, that run, you. We, beat them, we beat them up. They thought they were going to walk all over us, and we just slapped them up and threw them to the side of the. So that was a big one too. They were all great. Those were the big ones. But you know, even back in the in like 1987, we were getting there. We were good, and we got beat. But uh, we had some, we had some teams in the 84, 85 area there where we made great comebacks and started to do things really well. I remember one game we were down big time to UIC in our own building and Keith Martin scored three goals and we Frank kept pulling the goal the second period Axelby took him out we'd be going down the ice to the offensive zone he'd pull X he'd get an extra guy out there we'd score a goal we came back from like a seven nothing deficit yep. and won the game eight to seven I you remember know, that one like well that. That, that sticks in my mind final question for you Bill uh, Laker hockey show again on Wednesday at five o'clock uh, what do you got lined up on Wednesday well, we're going to have Mike Guggen join us for sure. He's like the volunteer assistant coach. He's a hilarious guy. If we can get him to come out of his shell a bit, 
we could have quite a show there as long as he, you know, keeps his language cleaned up. But but he's really he's he's a knowledgeable guy, and I think he'll be a good guest. And then we'll have a player on. We've been really pleased with the players this year, and I'm really happy to have Matt doing that show with me because he adds to it. He knows what's going on, and he can ask good questions, and he's a big part of it. You know, so Matt Pocket and I'll be there. We'll have Mike Guggen on, and then we'll we'll um, we're not sure what player we'll have. We kind of let the coaches tell us what we're going to do there, but. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Lucas Keibel or somebody with a big name, or maybe we'll have a local guy like Chase Gamlin who can talk and is a great yep. kid and a really good kid to talk to. So, or maybe we'll have Ashton Calder, you know, speaking of local kids who are really good players, he's about as good a player as we've got. So we'll have somebody join us and it'll be a good show. It is Wednesday at five, not Tuesday, because we're playing tomorrow at Tech. But, uh, and that show is rebroadcast on Thursday morning, too. Bill Crawford joining us on the game, longtime voice of Laker hockey, getting the Lakers in action at Tuesday at Michigan Tech at two. And the Laker Hockey Show Wednesday right here on ESPN 1400 at 5 o'clock. And again, Thursday morning at 8. Bill, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, first time I've ever interviewed you on the radio. Pretty pretty cool. Well, it's good for me, too. I can remember when you were running around the neighborhood when you were about four <laughs> years old. And I was, you know, an old guy then. So, no, I've enjoyed this very much. I, th- I like this show. I think you do a great job. Thank and you. It's, I think it's great to have you with us at Sovereign to do play-by-play and to cover sports. You do a good job. I appreciate that. That's Bill Crawford, longtime voice of Laker Hockey. We come back, we have a little more on local sports to cover coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Before the game tonight, do you think Coach Damon told his players, all I ask is that you give 25% tonight? Of course not. Everybody knows that 100% is what you have to give. So while every bar and restaurant in Michigan is at only 25% capacity due to COVID restrictions, Sioux Brewing Company puts 100% effort into every beer we brew every day. Come on by before the next Laker game and enjoy a Laker gold. Sioux Brewing Company, it's the only way to be. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. Is your furnace old? You could be dealing with a low-efficiency furnace costing you hundreds of dollars a year. The experts at Albert Heating and Cooling can help you with a new high-efficiency Bryant furnace. On sale now till the end of February. With your new furnace, you can buy an extended 10-year labor warranty for only $99. Start saving today with a new furnace and sleep soundly knowing you have no worries. Go online at albertheating.com or stop in at 3147 South M129, just south of Three Mile Road today. Bryant, whatever it takes. Picture this. It's Monday afternoon and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee $7.99 plus tax, of course. Now, picture this. It's Friday and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee more than you paid Monday. You feel bamboozled. But then you hear this. Domino's extended its $7.99 large three-topping carryout deal to all day, every day. And so you danced and ate Domino's. 
Carry out only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Set your course for a brighter future with the help of Central Savings Bank. CSP's experts can help you with a savings plan and retirement investing. With IRAs and CDs, they will assist you in making the best choice for you. Start a retirement account as part of your long-term financial plan. Get started by visiting one of CSP's nine locations today. Watch your savings grow. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Central Savings Bank. Set your course for a brighter future with the help of Central Savings Bank. CSP's experts can help you with a savings plan and retirement investing. With IRAs and CDs, they will assist you in making the best choice for you. Start a retirement account as part of your long-term financial plan. Get started by visiting one of CSP's nine locations today. Watch your savings grow. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Central Savings Bank. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 6.36 on the game, ESPN of 1400. Scott Nason with you. I want to thank Bill Crawford, voice of Laker Hockey, for joining us on the game. Coming up at 6.45, we'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, and then we'll have our roundtable in the 7 o'clock hour. Myself, Butch, and a special guest filling in for EJ Russell. We have a little more local sports to talk about. We mentioned earlier the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. They announced this afternoon uh, a somewhat resumption to play it doesn't include all the teams uh this in accordance with health ministers and other uh bureaucrats i guess for lack of a better term uh right now what the nljhl is going to do they're not going to have a championship this season doesn't look like they're going to have the sioux eagles participating in the season due to border closure but they've paired up some of the teams that are in each health region Espinola and French River, they've agreed to a four-game schedule. Blind River and the Sioux Thunderbirds have agreed to a six-team schedule. The Timmins Rock and Cochrane Crunch, they're going to meet to uh, figure out their schedule. The Hearst Lumberjacks and Kirkland Lake Gold Miners, they're not going to be continuing their season. The Rayside Balfour Canadians, uh, they may rejoin the season. So in a nutshell, looks like we're going to have a few games this week. Tuesday night, French River, they will host Espinola and then go to Espinola on Wednesday and Friday and then be at French River on Saturday. While the Sioux Thunderbirds, they will resume play at home Wednesday at the John Rhodes Community Center, 7 o'clock against Blind River. They'll also host the Beavers on Friday. Sunday afternoon will be at Blind River, and they'll play three more games next week. So again, according to the NOJHL and their commissioner, they will not crown an NOJHL champion for the second consecutive year, but they want to play some games to try to continue to, well, just get the get the guys playing, for lack of a better term. And this just announced this afternoon, uh, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, they have approved an adjustment to the spring 2021 schedule, delaying the starts of practices to those sports one week to March 22nd and competition to March 26th. This is to accommodate a later end to the winter sports season. And so spring tournament dates uh, remain as originally scheduled with MHSA finals in baseball, softball, and girls' soccer 
concluding the 2021 postseason on June 19th. Of course, last year, the entire spring sports season was canceled due to COVID-19, but the council has allowed for spring teams to meet for voluntary practice uh, this past fall. So in a nutshell, winter sports going on. Their finals will coincide with the start of the spring sports. So you may be seeing, weather permitting, of course, up here, some high school softball, baseball, track and field, and soccer games can start as early as March 26. Well, you know up here that's not going to happen. And then usually you're lucky to get a baseball or softball game in in mid-April. And the way the weather is going Probably unlikely, but good news, spring sports not delayed that much. Certainly better better rather than what the winter sports athletes had to deal with. They had their seasons delayed for months, but they're in action right now, and spring sports will be in action coming up here in about a month. Well, heck, less than a month. March is next Monday. Can you believe that? We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back, we're going to... Be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on everything going on in the world of sports. The Detroit Tigers starting spring training this week. They'll have their first spring training game on Sunday. We'll also talk about the Detroit Red Wings splitting a season or a series rather at home against Florida. The Detroit Pistons looking like, well, the Detroit Pistons, Lions, and more. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. The game, ESPN 1400. When it comes to you and your family's health, you want the best care possible. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Healthmark Pharmacy, is here to help. The caring and knowledgeable staff takes the time to get to know their customers, understand their needs, and help them on a path to better health. From prescription drugs to medical equipment and supplies, they are able to meet your needs. Arfstrom Pharmacy offers a prescription savings club plan. Save on over 300 prescription medications. Some as little as $4 for a 30-day supply or $10 for a 90-day supply. Club members will also enjoy big savings on other generic brand drugs too. With so many drugs covered by this plan, you could be paying a lot less for your prescription medications in the months ahead. Also, free delivery of prescription drugs within the city limits and a prescription drug pickup service at the War Memorial Community Care Clinic, Kinchlow. Call us for details at 632-9661. Arfstrom Pharmacy and Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies. A lifetime of service in the Eastern UP at the corner of Ashman and Spruce Street in the heart of downtown Sioux, Michigan. Health Mart. Caring for you and about you. Well, winter is here, and so is the Mahindra Red Tag Sale. Get great deals on all Mahindra tractors, including 0% interest on select models or save thousands, because not even winter can slow down Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. Visit Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your local Mahindra dealer. You'll find them just off exit 373 in Rudyard, Michigan, or head online at GaylorThompsonSales.com. On select models now through February 28th, go to whymahendra.com for more information. While our dining room is closed, the Wicked Sister is still open for delivery and carryout. You can still order any of our crave-worthy burgers and construction dip, but now you can also order any of our beer, wine, and signature cocktails to go. Call 906-259-1086 or visit our website, wickedsistersue.com to order. The Wicked's phone number again, 906-259-1086. 
MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. The President's Day Sales Event salutes Chief Ed O'Connors of Pickford all month long. Qualified leases can lease a new 2021 Jeep Cherokee Lux with a 36-month ultra-low mile lease, just $299 a month with $1,195 duet signing, or buy with 0% financing for 72 months. Buy a new 2021 Jeep Compass, Cherokee, or Renegade with 0% financing for up to 72 months all month. The President's Day Sales Event at O'Connors of Pickford. Buffalo Wild Wings wants to help you get through the work week. And Tuesdays and Thursdays might just be the worst days. That's why they've created Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays with a buy one, get one free offer. Let's crush this week together with Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays at the Sault Ste. Marie Buffalo Wild Wings. The last tractor you'll ever need is here. Get into a Massey Ferguson compactor utility tractor and accomplish more than ever before. These versatile tractors are known for their unbeatable power, smart fuel economy, and upgraded creature comfort. And with their ability to multitask through any job around the yard or farm, they'll provide you with outstanding value for years to come. Do all you need to do and more with Massey Ferguson Compact and Utility Tractors. Visit Skinners of Pigford to find the right model for your operation. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 644 on the game, ESPN of 1400. Scott Mason with you and jo- joining us right now, co-host of the game and host of his own show, Butch on Sports, which you can find on his website, Simply Butch 2. That's too.potomatic.com. You can also find Butch on Sports on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch Davis joining us on the game, getting us up to date on everything going on in the world of sports in Metro Detroit. Butch, how you doing on this Monday night, my friend? Doing great, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing good, Butch, and we do have some um, breaking news this afternoon from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. I wanted to start with that. They have approved an adjustment to the spring 2021 schedule delaying the start of practices in these sports just one week to March 22nd and competition to March 26th. This is to accommodate a later end to the winter sports season, and they're still scheduling their finals in spring sports uh, as originally scheduled with uh, finals in baseball, softball, and girls' soccer happening on June 19th. So we weren't quite sure as far as spring sports when they're going to start. Looks like they're just uh, starting a week late. Your thoughts? Very good. Uh, uh, You know, you really can't get by none of this stuff here. I think uh, the the uh, the vaccines and the slow up with that, and getting as many adults uh, vaccinated as you possibly could, might have something to do with that particular. There again, right now, they're they're. The children are going to be last when it comes down to the vaccinations and whatnot there. But, again, you got to worry about the adults who come in and out. And I just think it's a good move, really, there. The vamps, uh, the uh, vaccinations are vamping up, and they're rolling. 
and more is coming out there. So a week to 10 days, uh, that should somewhat get things caught up with the valuable people, especially with the people of education there, which uh, only a majority of them only have their one shot and have not gotten their second as of yet there. So that could be a good reason as well there. So uh, with all that saying, that safety is the key. Uh, I can't argue with that there. Um, uh, no move is a good move there. Yeah, I agree, Butch. Uh, as far as the high school sports winter season, uh, we, you know, we've had a couple cancellations in this area, but those were because of officials or teams not being able to field enough players. But uh, no COVID concerns, at least uh, to my knowledge up here. How are things around your area? Are, are most of the games going on uh, as scheduled? We've had some cancellations here. Uh, to my count right now, at least three, okay? And those would be in, uh, traces, social distancing and, uh, a cause of someone having covert. And again, uh, with that saying, uh, the seven and 14 day, um, um, quarantine comes into play with that there. So, uh, not too many has been, um, been canceled. But again, I'm the ones I've had noticed. Uh, I have a problem with the crowds that they're letting in there. I think right now at this point in time, it should be no one but the parents in there and only the parents only, not the general public at large there. Yeah, we have- so we got to worry about the schools that are, are, are going against those particular principles there and letting friends and family, not only just families really, but friends and other people are available in there, which is making things a lot difficult there. Yeah, we have seen some big crowd sizes in a few of the games that I've done, no question. Butch, let's move on to college basketball. Yesterday afternoon, boy, what a great game at Ohio State. The number three Michigan Wolverines knocked off the Ohio State Buckeyes, 92-87, to improving to 16-1 and on the season. Tanner Dixon, the big man underneath, had 22 points for the Wolverines. Marines in a game to me, Butch, that it kind of felt like a tournament game. And head coach Juwan Howard for the Michigan Wolverines called it a boxing match. Did you happen to catch that game and your thoughts? Yeah, it was 40 minutes worth of fun there. Boy. I was, uh, I, that was a very good basketball game. It was back and forth there. Uh, both teams very competitive at large there. But again, finally, something that University of Michigan beat Ohio State <laughs> They're going to have to watch it in, in, in Ann Arbor. They're, they're not dancing in the streets or climbing up flagpoles or something there. Yeah, they're certainly not used to beating Ohio State in any sports, no, especially football. Michigan will host Iowa on Thursday, another big Big Ten game coming up. Butch, Michigan State, they got a much-needed win on Saturday. Aaron Henry uh, scoring a career-high, tying 27 points in Michigan State's 78-71 to win. The Spartans now 11-9, and and they play a lot of good scores coming up so they can write their own ticket i mean it, it, it's it's difficult as far as their record but they certainly if they're playing well and get some wins and like you said they got to go pretty deep in the big 10 tournament things aren't quite over yet for michigan state they got to write their more than their own ticket they got to do very well in the uh the big 10 tournament there and if they don't do good in that i'm afraid that michigan state's not going to any dance this year Butch, uh, the Horizon League, a league that you cover in your area, they're getting ready for their conference tournament already. The regular season will end on Thursday. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Do we have the matchups yet, or do we still have a few games before we get the actual seeds in the tournament? What are you looking for in that tournament? Well, the regular season has ended. For oh, it the has. Horizon league okay. During the 25th, they'll go through 
of the motions of all 12 teams going through a playoff series, the top uh, four teams will not have to play anything. They will surpass that first round. Uh, the other eight will be pitting uh, against one another from uh, 5 to 12 and so on and so forth for that there. That should be done by the 2nd of March, and after that, the at-large teams or the by teams will be pitted against those teams that uh, were basically uh, were, were given a pass on the first round. Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Pistons, uh, losers of three straight as they fell at Orlando last night by the score of 105 to 96. The Pistons now 8 and 22 on the season, last in the East, second worst in the NBA. They're going to be at Orlando again on Tuesday. Uh, you know, obviously the Pistons got a lot, of, a lot of their young guys playing, Blake Griffin not playing, a, a lot of their players traded. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the Pistons? They're looking for a draft pick. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's sad, okay? It's very sad that, you know, you can't come out at the beginning of the season and show your attention because, just, you know, really that uh, Blake Griffin is no longer available. Uh, Rose has been traded. You dumped everybody and anybody off the team that they had from last year. You're building from scratch, you know, and you're expecting people to come see this product. Yeah, basically right now it's very, very recognizable that right now they don't care they win or lose. And look, looking on, and listening to the uh, the head coach of the Pistons there, uh, he's right now, he knows that right now they're not going to have a good season. They're not going to go to the playoffs. There's no verbiage from uh, the head coach uh, saying that, you know, we're going to have a great second half or everyone's getting used to things. Is a wait and see progress, as he says, and, and that smells the high heaven there. And, and really and truly, you know, it's not that we don't know that the Pistons don't have a very good team. It what bothers them, many of us is is that he doesn't have set lineups out there. Uh, you don't have your go-to people. You're in and out, uh, making things interchangeable. I can understand injuries will make you do that. But again, the honesty of the, the team just saying, you know what, uh, we're not going to have a very good team this year. And that's what I need to hear from the head coach and whatnot. Butch Davis joining us on the game. And Butch, you know, you look at what happened in Minnesota. They fired their head coach, Ryan Saunders, quickly replacing him with Toronto Raptors assistant Chris Finch. Is it just a matter of uh, days or weeks for the Detroit Pistons to look a different direction, in your opinion? Well, you know, I, they may well let this happen and let uh, the head coach uh, go through the whole season before they, you know, they're actually looking or have a coach in mind. You know, you we're not hearing too much from the Pistons general manager, but a, a coach in mind that normally when you go through these situations of getting uh, the, the walking shoes all uh, ready to go on the floor, that normally that coach doesn't stay there. And really and truly right now they need to have someone in place that these the, the players can get used to knowing what they're going to be in a spectrum from. Because right now don't look like uh, uh, the coaches are expecting too much from these young men who go out there sometimes they feel like a nut and sometimes they don't. 
I love when you say that. Pistons will be in action, as I mentioned, tomorrow night at Orlando. We'll have that game right here on 12, or excuse me, on ESPN 1400. Butch will end with the Detroit Red Wings in this segment. The Wings splitting a home-and-home series this past weekend against Florida, getting absolutely thumped on Friday by a 7-2 count, but coming back nicely on Saturday, knocking off the Panthers 2-1. The Wings still in last place in the Central, 5-12-3. They'll host Nashville on Tuesday. What are you seeing from this wing squad right now? Right now, I don't see anything from the wing squad other than hopefully they're getting better. Because I think Steve Eisenman expecting this particular team they have there maybe not make the playoffs, but have a better record and a better disposition than they had last year there. And I don't see that right now there. Uh, they're in and out when it comes down to playing defense. Uh, they lack shooting the puck or being aggressive on offense. And that has to change. That has to change this year. If they plan on having anyone come in that arena and cheering on the Red Wings, which we have a lot of loyal fans, okay? Yeah. Win, lose, or draw coming into the building there. Uh, Steve Eisman's going to have a problem there. And, you know, and also their head, their, their head coach as well. I, that one now I see if they don't get any better by all-star break or their particular break there that we may see changes with the Red Wing staff of making them for a coach uh, during, the, during the season there. Butch, did you have a chance to see the outdoor games at Lake Tahoe over the weekend? It was Colorado and Vegas. They started in the afternoon on Saturday, had to finish it after midnight on Saturday due to the ice conditions, and then another game on Sunday. Uh, certainly the visual was nice. What, what are your thoughts on the NHL outdoor games? Well, you know, I don't think, you know, and here's the thing, we went through the same thing in Ann Arbor when uh, I've been to at least one, two, three, four, five, and a possible six I didn't go through because I was in the hospital during the New Year's Eve there. Uh, the NHL does do a very good job of uh, surrounding the planes and knowing the weather conditions and also where the sun shines and where the sun don't shine there. <laughs> Yes, you could. (laughs) But they don't do a very good job of it there. And that has a lot to do with the conditions on the ice. You can find the most beautiful place in town to put a rink and an arena there for someone to take part in the outdoor uh, festivities there. But, again, if you don't know the weather conditions, where the sun starts and where it ends, you have a huge problem. In this case, on Saturday there, uh, people are falling up and down, we're talking about officials as well as players, until they discovered that there was holes in the ice, okay, that basically uh, you can't do that there. You're going to skate a smooth game there. The eight-hour uh, delay is a long time for a team to wait in the locker room, uh, have to get a dinner and kind of rest and unwind before you get back on the ice again. So really and truly, the Saturday game was kind of maybe watered down. The Sunday game was a lot better because of the conditions that uh, they were prepared for. And then also it was overcast, so that sun didn't really put a damper on the game per se there. But I say the NHL, uh, they need to do a better job of looking at the surroundings. And when I say surroundings, again, where the sun sets and where the sun rises up there, in what condition when they put up a game like that there, maybe their best bet when they do a night game, they do it like the earlier 
of winter classics and whatnot. They set them up at nighttime. Now, right. That seem to be the less problems of uh, less pragmatic of all of them when they do it at night. Butch and I are going to take our top of the hour break. We come back. We still have more sports to talk about in the Detroit area. We'll talk about the Detroit Tigers spring training, the Detroit Lions, and more. And we'll also have our roundtable. You are listening to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You're listening to The Game on ESPN 1400. Everybody knows that H&R Block is the premier tax preparation group in the nation. But did you know that H&R Block offers year-round bookkeeping and business services that will help your small business cut costs, make profits, and streamline the business end of operations? From payroll and bookkeeping to expert tax prep and advice, see the friendly folks at H&R Block on I-75 Business Spur in the Michigan Sioux. Call 635-5970. Put H&R Block to work on your small business. You'll be glad you did. H&R Block, which is the hockey Lakers success. Is it time to install new windows, doors, or paneling? Perhaps you're finally going to build that new deck or addition you've been talking about, or repair the roof. Stop at Sue Builder Supply. You'll find helpful advice and quality materials that will make every job easier. Whether you're ready to paint, insulate, install new windows, or kitchen cabinets, the team at Sue Builder Supply will make the task less daunting by coaching you with great how-to tips. When there's a building or remodeling project in store, make your first stop Sue Builder Supply. You'll receive the best building materials and hardware and great project advice every time. Sue Builder Supply, helping you make your building and remodeling projects a reality. On Johnston by the Bridge in Sioux, Michigan. For Dealey's Hyundai, proving why they are the ones to trust for your next vehicle. Bringing home three best of the EUP awards. Winning the best service department, best used cars, and best salesperson with Sally Van Leuven. If you are thinking of getting a new or used vehicle, stop up and see the trusted staff of Fernelius Hyundai today at 2988 Ashman Street, where all social distancing and safety precautions are being observed. Or shop from the safety of your home by going to their website, and in four easy steps, you can purchase your next vehicle from Fernelius Hyundai. Just go to Fernelius Hyundai.com. That's Hyundai.com. Fernelius Hyundai, earning the trust of the EUP one sale at a time. When you're looking to score a great pizza, make your play with your favorite hometown team at Guido's. Well known for their pizza, someone once said, you can't live on just pizza. Something they may not agree with at Guido's. You'll also love their pasta, salads, breads, and of course, their Guido Tizers. Make a power play and order online at guidospizzasu.com. And while you're there, look for their college student special coupon and save 15% on one regularly priced menu item. Guido's Pizza, 2673 Ashman. Call 906-635-0066. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continued to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. Coming up at 7.15, we'll have our roundtable. Butch and I will be joined by special guest Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg, who will be joining us as EJ Russell couldn't make it tonight. 
And if you want to hear the full two-hour show of this broadcast, along with all all sorts of sports, including Sioux High Blue Devil Boys and Girls Basketball, Sioux High Hockey, the Hot Seat, the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, of course, Butch on Sports, and other related sports content, you can all find it at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch, let's look at the Detroit Tigers. They are in spring training mode in Lakeland, ahead of their opener this Sunday against Philadelphia. Lots of discussions over the weekend about Miguel Cabrera, who is lobbying for more playing time on the field, specifically at first base. Uh, Also some talk of a six-man pitching rotation. Uh, Butch, the 2021 Tigers about to start their season on Sunday. What are you looking at? What are you looking for? What 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 are the prospects for A.J. Hinch's Tigers? I don't know what the prospect <laughs> is, but I can tell you right now, all of it's a big, fat joke because really we don't know what the heck is going to happen until, you know, we get through halfway through the exhibition season and they start cutting people and players away there. But I know one thing for sure there, I, from the, the smell of the aroma there, he's going to give um, – uh, Cabrera, all the chances in the world to go to first base. I think Miguel Cabrera is a more effective player when he's part of the game than rather than sit on the bench and just be a cheerleader. There. I agree. I think uh, that's going to have to be taken into high consideration. Cabrera is very well respected by his peers and his teammates. I mean, he's made his bed. He's going to the Hall of Fame. If they like it or not, he's he's going to be going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the only position right now I can see right now is a, a, a great uh, Greeny as um, as a catcher and Will Ramos there. I'm I'm going to bet ten to one that doesn't donut. He's going to go with the veteran right now for the majority of the game. Greeny is going to get some opportunities along with some kids there. Jake Roberts is going to go to Toledo if there is a exhibition or I could say minor league season for them. Uh and again this is how covert goes there in uh results of who's gonna be there and who's not gonna be there. But again, if this is gonna be a miracle round uh ride with the veteran players versus the young kids. And so people like um Green and uh some other players there who really and truly last year showed that they belong in the uh Major League, uh, they're going to have maybe a rough rugged right now for some of the veterans that the Tigers went and got over the the past offseason there. Butch, not a lot of Lions news that I saw this past week. Of course, coming up, the NFL draft in April. They're going to have to make a decision on Kenny Galladay if they use the franchise tag or want to resign him. There's cap issues, who they draft. Uh, anything on the Lions before we get to another topic on the NFL? Uh, Galladay, you bet your bottom dollar right now they're going to use the franchise tag on him. I don't think that they are ready to get rid of Galladay for whatever purpose necessary. Uh, we can tell you Marvin Jones is gone and some other players are going to be gone. They're not going to really go out, uh, out their way to retain you know, a lot of the veterans who are free agents and whatnot. But Galladay is a special, special talent and for what he has done for the Lions the last three seasons, injuries or not, he has uh, he's he's done his way in. He deserves a raise. He deserves to have 
a little money stuck in his pocket. So I would stick a franchise tag definitely on him, okay? And you can about expect that by the end of the week when that happens. Because legally, uh, the NA, NFL, boy, the NHL, the NFL, really <laughs> sticking to my ribs today here. Uh, I, I, you, you can bet the NA, NFL is going to be, uh, starting this weekend, by the way, is that's when you can put, start put the franchise tags on everybody there. And uh, I think Galladay will be the ticket right now. If, he, if they're... If I'm not if I'm not wrong, I'm I'm betting ten to one to a definite donuts there. Butch, on your show last night, you, you were talking about uh, ticket prices at Ford Field and, and just some of the other uh, prices as far as concessions and parking around the NFL. And I wanted to share that with our listeners here tonight. So j- just give us an idea of some of the things that you talked about last night on Butch on Sports. Well, I said, and I'll say it to our fans here who are listening tonight, Detroit Lions remain one of the most affordable tickets for the fan experience in the NFL there. Only four teams have lower prices than uh, the Lions when it comes time to go in the game. Now, these particular prices I'm ba- is based on, it's based on uh, you uh, coming into the, buying a single ticket, buying two beers, uh, one hot dog and fee for parking, and the average cost is figured to be $126.87 per person. Now, when you look at the other stadiums per se there, for instance, we're going to use the Las uh, Vegas Raiders as a prime example. Uh, there's their ticket is a $223. We not have not talked about beer. Okay, they have also the most expensive beer at thirteen dollars a lot there. I don't know if that's sixteen ounces or the ridiculous twenty-four ounces, but I'm betting ten to one to sixteen ounces there. Now the Chargers, the Rams, the Raiders, hot dogs cost a total of seven dollars and fifty cents. So that's a really whipper. But the one who leads the league in parking fees will be the Dallas Cowboys at $75 a walk. Oh, come on. And they're, they're, we're not talking about walking five blocks. We're talking about a stadium that is surrounded by parking. Ugh. And just such as, and it reminds me a great deal of the, of the Silver Dome at the Lions where you can park on site where you ain't have to walk so far. That's $75. Unbelievable. Park your car. That's a lot of money. That's ridiculous. And the profit margin has to be something uh, uh, fierce there. $13 for a 16-ounce thing of beer. I mean, come on. So the average price for a Raiders football game, you're, per person, you're going to spend almost $300 a whop a person. Ugh. And that's just with a dog and maybe a couple of beers. And by the time you park the car, who knows where you got a parking land or you got a shuttle into there. Which, by the way, those shuttles are not free. Those shuttles, you, you normally pay about five bucks. A round trip ticket from to and from those particular shuttle locations. So you add all that up, it's over three hundred and some odd bucks a whop, okay, to see a football game. That's one person. Good thing we're media, Butch, because I don't think you and I are affording those prices. Oh no, not me. I'll be home every Sunday. <laughs> we're gonna take a break here on the game. We come back, we are going to start our round table. 
Butch and I will be joined by Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Fremont Insurance has proudly served Michigan since 1876. For more than 140 years, Fremont Insurance has helped protect what Michigan residents care about most. Since 1999, Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont have been partners, rooted in the promise to provide the best possible service and value to customers, be it your home, auto, or business. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont Insurance, there to protect what matters most. Don Wilson Insurance, 110 Dawson, in the Sioux, call 635-5600. If you're looking to improve your ride or add a vehicle this winter, see the great pre-owned inventory at Sioux Motors today. There are more than 70 units to choose from, cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. There are escapes, explorers, fusions, focuses, and many more, including trucks. See the friendly sales staff at Sioux Motors today. Use your stimulus check or your tax refund to put yourself in a better vehicle this winter. Check out the selection of pre-owned, reconditioned vehicles at Sioux Motors on Three Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Sioux. It's 2021 and Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest main source, one-stop metal recycling business serving Northern Michigan, hopes everyone has a prosperous year. If you need a few extra dollars to help with your heating bills or that trip you may want to take to the warm state of Hawaii, bring Reed Metals your unwanted scrap metals and they'll print you a check. Reed Metals is paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Bring in copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals, and they'll print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals is your honest, one-stop metal recycling business. They also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com or call 906-632-0018. Bring it in or have it hauled, and Reed Metals will print you a check with your name on it. Reed Metals, 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace associates about our Ace Royal Paint, a high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal Paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to serving you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. Our teens are usually better than we are when it comes to computers and technology. But when it comes to saving money, parents and grandparents usually have a leg up on the younger generation. With a teen savings account, you might just turn your teen spender into a teen saver. Stop by and open one today. Sioux Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at SiouxCoop.com. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 713 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. We continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and now joined special guest on our roundtable host of The Drive on ESPN Blacksburg, which you can hear Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock. Paul Van Wagner joining us once again on the game. Paul, how you doing on this Monday night down in Blacksburg? Once again, no intro music for me, Scott Mason. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. 
I thought I taught you, but I'm well, man. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Glad to be here with you guys. I'll send you some on the break, Paul. It was last minute getting you on the show, so I wasn't able to get your intro, but I will. We'll have to get some intro music built in here for all our co-hosts and guests. And so, Paul, that we're in the portion of the show, the round table, where we throw in a topic and cool music on mine. Yes, yes, indeed. We'll definitely get you guys give me your request. You got it covered here coming up, uh, hopefully not too far down the road. Paula, uh, we're in the part of our show, the round table, where we banty about some sports topics. And so I'm going to give you honors as our special guest. So what is on your mind in the world of sports? Butch, I'll give you first crack at what's on Paul's mind. Good luck with well, that. <laughs> you guys, <yeah. laughs> Lord have mercy on your soul, Butch. Uh, you, uh, you guys touched on it a little earlier in the show, Scott, but I need to jump on this. Uh, I think it's official. We can now say, you know, there are things in college athletics where people will refer to football schools and people will refer to basketball schools, Alabama football school all the way, Duke basketball school all the way. Scott Nason, Butch, here's the deal. It is official, gentlemen. Michigan has made the transition. They are now officially a basketball school. Jawan Howard sitting there with a 938 win percentage this season, 723 for his career, guys. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, to put it in perspective, 690 at Michigan is his win percentage. Gentlemen, I feel confident in saying the University of Michigan is now a basketball school. Butch, your thoughts? Yes, they are. By far. A basketball school there. And it didn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure that out, too. When, <laughs> <Good> for me. <laughs> when Harbaugh was on the hot seat there, I use that word, the hot seat. I don't want to get no play. But I, I did it anyway. Nice. But yeah. football has not been the thing at University of Michigan once, it, once upon a time there. And mm-hmm. with Jamal Howard doing what he's doing and bringing in all these young freshmen, that basically he knew about when he was at Miami and whatnot. It took him a little time to convince him, same as he convinced um, Chris Weber to come to Michigan there. Uh, yeah. Duran Howard is a very good salesman when it comes down to getting basketball players to buy into his, to his program there. So it's safe to say that right now the University of Michigan is a basketball uh, type of school. Now, they're going to have to justify the means in the bubble this year in Indianapolis there. So right now we've got to kind of wait and see if we can really officially say University of Michigan a basketball school. Yeah, I would agree with both Butch and what you said, Paul, about this Michigan team. And, and you got to give a lot of credit to Steve Beeline. You know, he kind of got the program on the right track during his time, but Juwan Howard has just been that individual that has seemed to to get the plan as far as when they hired him. I mean, they're way ahead of schedule. Paul, you've mentioned it on your show, and we've mentioned mm-hmm. it here. You know, when they hired Juwan Howard, I think that Monday, I said that is just one one great, great hire because, like Butch said, he's he's a great communicator. He, you know, he's he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He gets the most out of these players, and he knows how to recruit. And you watch that game yesterday. I gotta say, in Big Ten basketball, if there's been a better regular season game over the last few years, I haven't seen it. I thought that was just an excellent game. Both teams very good. Ohio State certainly made the case, although they might not get a number one seed. They certainly made the case that they could because they were right with Michigan. Michigan before 
you know, Michigan took over and, and had that run at the end. But yeah, I mean, you look at the comparison with the two programs, Harbaugh's winning percentage is good, but he hasn't won those big games. You know, he hasn't beat Ohio State. He's been, you know, mediocre at best against Michigan State and others. Whereas, you know, Juwan Howard, you know, it's year two. And this team right now, I mean, obviously you look at the Baylors and the Gonzagas, they're number one and number two, but you look at this Michigan team, I mean, they're strong. And that break because of COVID didn't really seem to affect them too much. And maybe a little clunky in that opening game at Wisconsin, but you you just look at this team and just, they're strong, they're deep, they play hard. And Juwan Howard has, has got something going in Ann Arbor, Paul. And, and and if I may here, Scott, you know, we talked about how they're ahead of schedule. They're about a year ahead of schedule. I don't think anybody expected them to be great this year. Next year's class, though, guys, if you haven't looked at it yet, Jawan Howard has four four-star kids coming in. He has one three-star, and then he has Caleb Houston. And Caleb Houston is the number eight ranked kid in the nation um, and he's picking kids up from all over the place Houston's out of Orlando Florida uh, he's got a kid coming from Minnesota another one coming from IMG in Florida one out of Grand Rapids one out of Chicago one out of Henderson Nevada so he's out recruiting on the national level and he's bringing in this might be Scott a, a fab six, yeah. uh, you know, for Michigan coming in in the 2021 class. And, and you know, the the one word that I would describe, Juwan Howard, again, I've never met the man, but just, you know, watching him, listening to him and, and knowing his career, genuine. I think he's a very yeah. genuine guy. And, and you the have a few coaches like that, but I, I just want to throw that out to, uh, we'll go to Butch first and then Paul. I mean, you know, what Juwan Howard is doing, you know, anybody can be a good coach, but, you know, to have that just genuine manner when you go into a, a recruit's home and you talk to his parents, Howard just seems to have that that it factor of just, you know, he just seems like to be a very genuine good guy, Butch. Right. I don't know. He gives me the impression of, uh, I, used to, I used to call him a bully. And I, and I call him that in his face, and we had some crosswords with that there, <laughs> but we do it in fun and stuff there. But he, he has a convincing speech about himself because he puts himself in that position. Before the game tonight, do you think Coach Damon told his players, all I ask is that you give 25% tonight? Of course not. Everybody knows that 100% is what you have to give. So while every bar and restaurant in Michigan is at only 25% capacity due to COVID restrictions, Sioux Brewing Company puts 100% effort into every beer we brew every day. Come on by before the next Laker game and enjoy a Laker gold. Sioux Brewing Company, it's the only way to be. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. Is your furnace old? You could be dealing with a low-efficiency furnace costing you hundreds of dollars a year. The experts at Albert Heating and Cooling can help you with a new high-efficiency Bryant furnace. On sale now till the end of February. With your new furnace, you can buy an extended 10-year labor warranty for only $99. Start saving today with a new furnace and sleep soundly knowing you have no worries. Go online at albertheating.com 
www.ridgeridge.com or stop in at 3147 South M129, just south of Three Mile Road today. Bryant, whatever it takes. Picture this. It's Monday afternoon and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee $7.99 plus tax, of course. Now, picture this. It's Friday and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee more than you paid Monday. You feel bamboozled. But then you hear this. Domino's extended its $7.99 large three-topping carryout deal to all day, every day. And so you danced and ate Domino's. Carryout only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Set your course for a brighter future with the help of Central Savings Bank. CSP's experts can help you with a savings plan and retirement investing. With IRAs and CDs, they will assist you in making the best choice for you. Start a retirement account as part of your long-term financial plan. Get started by visiting one of CSP's nine locations today. Watch your savings grow. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Central Savings Bank. Set your course for a brighter future with the help of Central Savings Bank. CSP's experts can help you with a savings plan and retirement investing. With IRAs and CDs, they will assist you in making the best choice for you. Start a retirement account as part of your long-term financial plan. Get started by visiting one of CSP's nine locations today. Watch your savings grow. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Central Savings Bank. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you after a couple technical bugs. We got our crew back for our roundtable. Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg's The Drive. And uh, we we're talking about Juwan Howard. Uh, Paul, I'll go to you next. Uh, just talking, uh, you know, finishing up that thoughts. And then if Butch has any final thoughts uh, before we got disconnected there. So, Paul, Juwan Howard seems to be doing the right things at Michigan. Yeah, and finally, Scott, from me, he's still tall at 6'9", and uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, one of the things that he does every time Michigan is on the road at the end of their kind of walk-through practice, he shoots from midcourt and over-the-back over the shot, and more times than not, he makes it. Uh, Juwan Howard. I like what he's doing at Michigan, guys. That's that's about it for me. And Butch, you were talking uh, personally about talking to Juwan Howard. Uh, just go back to that before we got disconnected. Uh, just your thoughts, uh, final thoughts on Juwan Howard. Well, again, I'll never forget him because again, uh, for that fan fight to come to uh, fruition there. Again, uh, Chris Webber was going to go to Duke here, okay, and Juwan Howard, in a sensible uh, negotiating salesman kind of way got uh, Chris Weber to come to Michigan there, and that's the story in a nutshell on the Fab Five there. It wouldn't have been no Five Fab, it was Five Little Fab Five <laughs> if it wasn't for Juwan Howard convincing Chris Weber to come to Michigan instead of going to Duke. Butch, let's keep it with you. We'll go to Paul for the first crack at your topic. So, Butch Davis, I know you got a lot on your mind tonight. What's on your mind in the world of sports, sir? Uh, it's... It, it's slowly going to a brain. You put in the last word in there. Uh, uh, I'm going to lighten the load here. Uh, let me light like I can here. Who has the best retro uh, jersey? Ooh. In any sport. Wow. Great topic, Butch. I like oh, it. Man. Best retro jersey in all of sports. Paul, 
I'll go to you first. Maybe, maybe, maybe pick a couple because I, I don't know if I can pick one. I I know I know the worst. I, I'm I'm gonna go the opposite way on you, Butch. The worst is when the Detroit Pistons went to those teal jerseys that they wore. It was it was a big part of the uh, um, of the. Uh, like mid to late nineties, the Terry Mills Terry days. Hill. <laughs> yeah. Grant yeah, Hill, the Grant Hill era. Exactly. Butch. Those might've been the worst jerseys ever. Oh man. The best. I, I feel like any, so this is, this is going to be a cop out guys, but I'm going to go with any old school NHL Jersey, right? Like, the the changes are subtle to a lot of them. Like, you know, you take the Red Wings, for example, it's a couple of stripes here and there. It's a number placement. It's a little bit of a different design on the winged wheel. Um, you know, same thing with like the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers, any of those old, like the original six jerseys in the NHL. I love those things, man. Those are fantastic. I'm not a Chicago Blackhawks fan, but you throw me a uh, retro Chicago Blackhawks jersey, and I might have to throw that thing on. And then, of course, last one for you guys, because today is the anniversary, February 22nd, 1980. Team USA today, gentlemen, defeated the Russians at Lake Placid. Give me one of those retro USA hockey jerseys. That's the word, man. Cause that's what I was going through here. Dude. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a crack. <laughs> I'll take a crack, and I'm going to do one in each sport. Hockey is a tough one because, like Paul said, there's so many good ones in the NHL. Um, you saw the Colorado Avalanche wear the old Quebec Nordique jerseys yep. over the weekend. I absolutely love that. But I think my favorite all-time NHL jersey. You have to go out west, uh, close to uh, Butch's old stomping grounds in in Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks from the early 80s with the yellow and black with the V, the Darth Vader uniforms. If you go back Mm -hmm. then, I absolutely love when they wear those. So that that would be my, I guess, one in hockey I would pick. Uh, Baseball-wise, you know, a little tougher, I think, with baseball retro jerseys. I'm going to go to one. It seems like a lot of these are going to be in the 80s that I pick, but I'm going to go to one with the old softball uniforms for the Chicago White Sox. I love when they wear those ones, you know, when they played at Comiskey. So I I like those retro jerseys in baseball. NBA, I like when the Lakers, the L.A. Lakers, wear the Minneapolis uh, Laker jerseys. It's light blue. Mm -hmm. It has like the MP something or rather, Minneapolis, uh, whatever it was. I I like those ones. I also like the Denver Nuggets when they wear their 80s ones with the, you know, the mountains in the background. NFL, hmm. You see a lot of NFL, but I think my favorite NFL retro jersey, and you see them wear uh, quite a bit, is the, uh, well, now the Los Angeles Chargers with the powder blue and the yellow the uh, and, the, and the helmets. I, I guess, the, Butch, that, that answers your question. If I had to pick the one I like the best, I love the Darth Vader Vancouver Canucks jerseys. Just something about those jerseys, the yellow one specifically. I always like that. Great topic, Butch. Your uh, your retro jersey list. 
Okay, well, I like the Chicago Blackhawks uh, retro jersey. I like the Vancouver Canucks one. That was pretty good. The California Golden Seals Ooh. just went on oh, white skates. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst I've ever seen in my life here. Uh, uh, baseball, uh, the worst one I seen was Chicago White Sox were wearing them shorts. Uh, <laughs> the Bill Vec era. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, that was a, and the little collar that they had on there, you know, like they was going to school in the first grade or something, here, you know, <laughs> with the knee socks and everything. Um, the best retro jersey I've seen, and believe it or not, is the Detroit Lions retro jersey when they wore black. Oh, and coming out the, coming out the, uh, the tunnel, uh, and, and that was at Ford Field there. I think that was six years ago there where they were, were all black. And they won that game, by the way, there. You know, that was oh. – I wish they wear that more often to say that blue or whatever maybe in the gray <laughs> or silver, as they call it. But the, those are my picks there for those the retro jerseys. Great topic, Butch. Let's move right into our next topic. This one will probably take a couple segments to cover. And uh, we, we did this last week, Paul, for the first time. On your show, The Drive on ESPN Blacksburg, uh, you like to do what you call as Mount Rushmore, meaning the mm. three of us are going to pick our four greatest of a certain topic. Last week, we did broadcasters and, and had a lot of fun with that. This week, I wanted to do sporting events. I'm going to start with you, Paul. We're going to go around, and we'll each pick one. We'll go to Paul and then Butch and then myself. So your Mount Rushmore of sporting events, either ones that you've been to, ones you watch, or, or just ones you think are just the greatest. You can pick four. We can have duplicates. Uh, so, Paul, we'll go to you first. Your first entrance, entrant, right. excuse me, on your Mount Rushmore of sporting events. I have four that I believe are all first-round draft picks. Um, but I think the one that maybe is, is better than all others, guys, in my opinion, it, it might be the duration, it might be the pageantry, it might be the fact that 68 teams now get to participate in it. I don't know what it is, you know, taking Thursday, Friday off from work to watch games. Guys, to me, there is nothing better than the NCAA tournament, specifically the first weekend. But I love me some NCAA tournament. I am so looking forward to three weeks from now when we tip that thing off. I, I cannot wait for the NCAA tournament, guys. Absolutely. Butch, uh, Paul has his first entrant, March Madness, specifically the first weekend, but the entire event as well. Butch Davis, what is your first entrant to Mount Rushmore as far as sporting events? Oh, boy. Let's see. I'm going to name this um, the Detroit Shocks when they won their first championship at the Palace of Auburn Hills when people thought only maybe 10,000 people would show up and it was a total of 22,000 screaming girls and women and men and everybody. And they played a team that basically, uh, they played the, uh, Los Angeles team. They were not expected to win. And they ended up winning that night when people, kids were, I mean, girl basketball team season was going on at that particular time. 
And it was a lot, including Bill Lambert's daughter yeah. who was playing out there in uh, Orchard Lake, okay, uh, was on there. Many people showed up, like, during the the uh, the bottom of the uh, of the uh, second quarter, or in this case, uh, the first half there, okay? And that's when just people just started exploding in there. I don't know where they came from. When you turned around, I went to uh, the room for uh, some snacks and stuff, and I came back, the place was full. And so that would be one of the shockers of my life there. All right, so Butch's first entrant is the Detroit Shock Championship. Back, What year was that, Butch? Was that like 90s? Yeah, yep. uh, 90, ooh. Mid to late ooh. 90s, I think. Uh, 2000, I do. Oh, okay. 2000. Very good. Well, uh, Paul took one of mine and I had six total. So I'm going to save that one. I'm going to have my first entrant be the NHL playoffs, specifically the first round. This is my favorite round of the entire Stanley cup playoffs. You go from a regular season where, you know, you watch some games and you, you don't see a lot of hitting. You don't see the hockey that at least personally I like. And then all of a sudden a, a switch is flipped and you got four games going on a night. Uh, you got 16 teams competing in best of seven series. And it's always been my favorite round of any playoff is the first round of the NHL playoffs it just the game just changes instantly literally in a couple days you see totally different things from different teams unfortunately we haven't seen the wings in the playoffs as as of late but certainly even the other teams that I you know maybe don't have a, a affection for or really get excited about in those series I do and I love the first round of the NHL playoffs so we got one each we're going to do one more before we go to our final break so Paul we're back to you you have March Madness specifically the first weekend as your first entrant on Mount Rushmore. What's your next one? Now, I just want to say before I get to my next one, Scott, that I hope that I'm not the only one that finds the irony in the fact that you love more hitting, considering the fact that you don't even like to hit your pillow hard <laughs> at night. Hey, now. So I, just, I, I, I want people to I want people to recognize that just just for a moment. Um, I, again, you know, maybe, <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy. What can I say? You are. You are. We love that about you. Maybe it's this time of year. Um, you know, the the spring. Everything is kind of uh, starting anew, if you will. Um, but, but the next one that I have, it actually falls right at the end of the NCAA tournament and it's a tradition like no other guys, uh, the masters. I Good love pick. the masters from start to finish. I love watching the par three challenge on Tuesday. Cause you got the kids and the girlfriends and the wives and, and, you know, Jack is still out there hitting balls or, or, uh, or whomever, you know, they have out there hitting balls to, to start this thing. Guys, I love I love the Masters. Yeah, you got to be careful when you mix the girlfriends and the wives if you're some of those players. Uh, so be careful that on true. that one. That uh, all right, Aging Eldrick Wood. Exactly. So Paul has March Madness and the Masters as his first two. Butch, you have the Detroit Shock Championship. What is your next entrant into sporting events on your Mount Rushmore? I guess the second one would be the second uh, championship that the Shock got which basically uh, the Shock could not play at the Palace of Auburn Hills because of a concert there. 
I forgot who came into town that night. Probably in no, sync. Bruce Springsteen, okay, oh. came to the palace, and they wasn't canceling him out there. No. So they had to move it to um, Joe Louis Arena, okay? Oh. Okay. And again, they had these black tarts like you see right now surrounded all in the upper deck, okay, like you see right now in the NBA and the National Hockey League, all up in the upper deck. Uh, again, <laughs> people didn't think they were going to show up. But again, they end up putting these black tops out to let people in. And again, we saw 20,000 people uh, cheering on a basketball game here, a women there that basically a lot of people didn't think too much of, okay? But again, uh, they rose supreme in that particular game as they did. I think they beat Sacramento, okay, was the game that they played there. Because I, um, I remember Sydney Lawson uh, crying like a baby there. And <laughs> I had to go interview her. So, and we are good friends to this day there. So uh, uh, I would say that one would give me the itch there. All right. So Butch going WNBA with the Detroit Shocks first and second championships on his Mount Rushmore. My first one was the first run of the NHL playoffs. And I don't think this will surprise either one of you knowing me that my second one is the World Cup. Uh, this an event, uh, the, the biggest event in the world as far as soccer goes and, and just the, the passion that these countries have. I got to experience it firsthand uh, when I was in the military and in, in the Navy living in England. And just to, to be part of a culture, unfortunately, the United States soccer team, while making World Cups, at least uh, up until the last one, it doesn't quite hit the, hit the mark over here in the United States. But you go anywhere else. Uh, pretty much in Europe, uh, South America, Africa, Asia, pretty much anywhere, uh, you know, people just get so wrapped up in this. I remember uh, they were advising us not to go out during the England matches uh, out to the local pubs because of fear of the fans getting upset. And um, we went out during a exhibition match or a friendly, if you will, against Italy and uh, England lost. And uh, of course me, uh, you know, with my uh, oratorial skills, didn't really, uh, you know, get in a scrap that night. A few of my shipmates uh, weren't quite in that same boat, and so just, just the passion and and having, you know, th these countries get together to me, it's a no brainer in my sports world that the World Cup is my second participant or inductee into my Mount Rushmore. Gentlemen, we're going to take our final break of our show. We come back, we'll finish our Mount Rushmore. Might have time for a topic. And uh, we'll also have our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. When it comes to you and your family's health, you want the best care possible. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned HealthMart Pharmacy, is here to help. The caring and knowledgeable staff takes the time to get to know their customers, understand their needs, and help them on a path to better health. From prescription drugs to medical equipment and supplies, they are able to meet your needs. Arfstrom Pharmacy offers a prescription savings club plan. Save on over 300 prescription medications. Some as little as $4 for a 30-day supply or $10 for a 90-day supply. Club Members will also enjoy big savings on other generic brand drugs, too. With so many drugs covered by this plan, you could be paying a lot less for your prescription medications in the months ahead. Also, free delivery of prescription drugs within the city limits and a prescription drug pickup service 
at the War Memorial Community Care Clinic, Kinchlow. Call us for details at 632-9661. Arfstrom Pharmacy and Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies. A lifetime of service in the Eastern UP at the corner of Ashman and Spruce Street in the heart of downtown Sioux, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Well, winter is here, and so is the Mahindra Red Tag Sale. Get great deals on all Mahindra tractors, including 0% interest on select models or save thousands. Because not even winter can slow down Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. Visit Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your local Mahindra dealer. You'll find them just off exit 373 in Rudyard, Michigan, or head online at GaylorThompsonSales.com. On select models now through February 28th, go to WhyMahindra.com for more information. While our dining room is closed, the Wicked Sister is still open for delivery and carryout. You can still order any of our crave-worthy burgers and construction dip, but now you can also order any of our beer, wine, and signature cocktails to go. Call 906-259-1086 or visit our website, wickedsistersue.com, to order. The Wicked's phone number again, 906-259-1086. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 743 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Continue to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and Paul Van Wagner from the drive on ESPN Blacksburg for our roundtable. Don't forget, if you want to hear the full two-hour podcast of this show, along with Butch's show, Butch on Sports, the drive on ESPN Blacksburg, and all sorts of other local sports content, you can find it all at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As we continue our Mount Rushmore of sporting events, we have two more each so far. To recap, Paul has picked March Madness, and the specifically the first weekend and the Masters on his Mount Rushmore more butch uh, going wnba with the detroit shocks first and second championships and my two first round of the nhl playoffs and the world cup so we'll go back to paul for his third inductee into his mount rushmore sporting event hall of fame i feel like i need to spread it out a little bit scott I, i'm 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 working off of uh i'm working off of early march and and early april but I'm not going to because there may be nothing better in the world of sports than that opening day, yes. that first pitch. When the Major League Baseball season gets underway, hope abounds, even for us Tigers fans. Ugh. We still believe that maybe possibly there's a chance. Now, by week three, we know that that's not going to happen, <laughs> but we... We, we hold out hope for a little while anyway. Guys, I love opening day of the Major League Baseball season. I'll watch the Cardinals play the Mets, even though I couldn't care less about either one of those te- two teams, just because it's baseball. Absolutely. So Paul puts opening day in Major League Baseball as his third inductee into his Mount Rushmore of sporting events. Butch, we'll go back to you. What is your third Mount Rushmore pick tonight? 
was doing the London Olympics when I was uh, about in the first row where the press was sitting. I got to see uh, the finals of the tennis match with Serena Williams in there. And I'll never forget it when they, the, the press started to interview and whatnot there. I was like right in front of her and whatnot there. And, uh, the lady still smelled good. I can smell that smell to this day here. But <laughs> I really do. But I mean, I, I never watched a tennis match, but for, you know, for what I heard of a tennis match that, you know, it's kind of conservative. That place was loud, okay? I mean, it reminded me of a basketball game instead of a tennis match there. But I think that was really, and then to meet Serena Williams up close and in person, uh, that was uh, that was a swing too there. So I would pick that one. All right, so Butch picks the London Olympics in, uh, what, 2012, I believe, was the London mm-hmm. Olympics, uh, and, and specifically Serena Williams. Good transition into my third pick. This is the only one that of the ones I'm going to pick that I've actually attended Wimbledon, the best okay. tennis tournament of them all, in my opinion, uh, because of the tradition. Uh, I got to go there back, I believe, in 2002 or 2003. I attended the first first two days. And if you ever have a chance to go to Wimbledon, I would highly recommend or really any major tennis tournament or tennis tournament in general, go the first couple days because you don't have to have the high dollar seats. You know, I wasn't sitting at center court by any stretch or even a couple of the major ones. I had a grounds pass, which I had to line up. I hit the tube, the subway around 5 a.m., lined <laughs> up for uh, five hours. It was such, I mean, this is the days before COVID obviously, but you know, your groups of people, they had people coming over, bringing coffee, it just everybody was so polite and once you got in you, you tried to get to a court and see some good players I got to see Maria Sharapova in, in her first uh, Wimbledon she ended up winning the next year and you mentioned Serena Williams um, Butch uh, I actually was uh, uh, a stone's throw away from his dad or her dad I should say who was taking pictures over there Richard Williams uh, Serena and v- Venus were you know early in their careers and it was just it was probably my favorite sporting experience I've been to a lot of good games and championships and all that, but just for the overall experience, the first two days of Wimbledon and Wimbledon in general has to make my Mount Rushmore. Paul will go to... That's a pretty place, man. I tell you, man. It sure is. I was at odds, you know, because I couldn't believe all these tennis courts out there. Then the main place, which is Wimbledon, the stadium there, that was whoa. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was definitely an event I will never forget. Paul, we'll go to your final inductee into your Mount Rushmore of sporting events. Now, oddly enough, Scott, Wimbledon was on my list. You 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 stole that one from me, but it's all good. It's all good. I, I had backups uh just in case this happened. Um and uh I I guess I'm just gonna keep I, I, all of my events are going to happen in the spring. I guess that's, that's all there is to it. Um, there are a lot of great events that happen in the fall and in the summer and in the winter, but for some reason, maybe it's because I'm nostalgic for warm weather. I'm going to go with this last spring event. Now guys, this is an event that every single one of us can remember it not being televised. This was not a thing. And one day ESPN approached the good folks at the NFL and said, hey, how about if we televise the draft? Nice. And the NFL went, you want a what? 
Why? Nobody cares about that. And ESPN said, au contraire, mon frere, we do believe that people will care about it. Gentlemen, we've seen it explode. Uh, Radio City Music Hall, when they have it there, is just unbelievable. A couple of years ago, they did it in downtown Nashville. Yeah. It was bananas. Um, they're supposed to be doing it, I believe, in Vegas this year, maybe. Um, or maybe it's Philadelphia this year. Either way, it's going to be fantastic, guys. I love me some NFL draft. All right. NFL draft, certainly an event that has exploded in popularity over the last yeah. uh, 20, 30 years, especially the last few when they've had these big venues. I think Philadelphia mm-hmm. did one, and I believe it's Vegas this year. Uh, minus, I'm not sure with the COVID how that's going to work, but I believe the draft is scheduled, I believe, in Vegas. I could be wrong there. Butch Davis, your final inductee into your Mount Rushmore of sporting events. Well, you can't say I wasn't for all the women there when I picked my first three. Yep. But this last one, I don't know, it's going to tickle the pink out of you guys there. Watching a hockey game in Chicago. Oh, the old stadium. Oh, yes. I got you both. Hey, watching the the beginning of the hockey game, when you got to stand up for the national anthem, that place has gone buck bananas there, Mm -hmm. and it really puts chills in your spine during the national anthem. If you ever get to experience a hockey game at the United Center, please go see that, man. That is one event that you can say it, it, it hits you in the ribs there, but that would be my top one right there, watching the hockey mm-hmm. game. That was during the Stanley Cup, by the way, there, uh, when Chicago was in it. Uh, that 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 the, the national anthem going through there was supreme. I mean, God, it puts chills in my spine there. Very good, Butch. Uh, the hockey in Chicago. I love the old stadium with the organ. And boy, I was actually just watching a, a two-hour YouTube clip of uh, Probert and Koser fights. Uh, my oldest son couldn't believe the NHL was like that You know, not so long ago. But I'm going to put my fourth pick a, a little bit different maybe, but we're going to stick with hockey. Honorable mentions to me would be uh, the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, but that that, that kind of goes without saying. And, and uh, March Madness, which Paul took. I'm going to put the Memorial Cup for the junior hockey in Canada, only because I had a chance to experience one here in Sault Ste. Marie back in 1993 at the old Memorial Gardens. And anytime the Memorial Cup is happening, it could happen this year. We don't know. Could happen in Sault Ste. Marie, as a matter of fact. They're still determining that with COVID and return to play. But just the Memorial Cup, I love the hockey. You see so many of these players that will go on to be NHL stars. It's it's, it's a good format. It's round robin. And, you know, you're getting the best of the best in all of Canada. So I'm putting my fourth inductee into the Mount Rushmore Hall of Fame, the Memorial Cup. So let's recap here, guys. Paul, you're for our March Madness Masters opening day in Major League Baseball in the NFL Draft. Butch, Detroit Shock, their first and second championship, the London Olympics, specifically Serena Williams and hockey in Chicago. Mine, the first round of the NHL playoff, World Cup, Wimbledon, and the Memorial Cup. So very good. That's a lot of fun, and we'll do another topic next week. Uh, One other topic real quick here, guys, before we get to our thumbs up and thumbs down is we're seeing a lot in sports of just people saying, 
saying stupid things and getting caught saying it. We saw the Seattle Mariners president CEO. He resigned after some uh, comments on former players who he thought couldn't speak English. We saw Rudy Giuliani uh, making some inappropriate comments about Michelle Wee and her, well, I wouldn't say golfing ability and what he said. We saw a kid kind of trash talking uh, Cam Newton over the weekend at a camp or something. And, and just, I'll go to you first, Paul, and then Butch, but you know, we're at a point in our society that, you know, anything you say is going to be scrutinized yet every day we have people saying stupid things, uh, you know, at, at some point are, are these, you know, individuals, you know, yet presidents and CEOs of major league baseball clubs, you got, you know, lawyers, uh, you got other people just saying dumb things, tweeting, dumb things, putting dumb things on social media. At what point do we just finally just, you know, get past this and say, quit saying stupid stuff. Well, I think, you know, the, 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 the conversation, Scott, has to be even deeper than that. You know, I mean, it starts with how thin skinned some people are, right? Like, you know, you mentioned the Cam Newton thing and people are all up in arms about that. That was a kid right. being a kid, you know, Cam Newton didn't seem too upset about it. You know, I mean, he kept asking the kid where his dad was. You know, probably, you know, Cam had said, I wanted to, you know, ask his dad why the kid was talking to me. You know what? Like, I mean, at some point, like you are, you are a public figure and you have chosen to be a public figure, right? Cam Newton could have easily foregone the millions of dollars in the NFL, taken his degree that he earned at Auburn and went into business for himself, probably would have been very successful at that. And no one would have scrutinized him, at least not at a football camp, but he opted to go the other way. And it's time for some people to thicken their skin. Now, if you're making inappropriate comments, that's a completely different animal altogether. Right. Um, and, and those kind of things need to stop just in general um you know but uh yeah there there's there's a lot to kind of unwrap there and i guess that's kind of my my quick and dirty on it if you will butch uh, your thoughts unfortunately or fortunately for us that never happens on this show of course your thoughts <laughs> boy oh boy i'm glad it don't but you know the michelle weed thing was uh was a was a cracked up of a particular situation there, and it was kind of there. And we went back and said, you know, that the particular skirt that you talk about, you looked up there, you know, had had the draws and stuff already sewn on in. So what did you see that interested you so much there? And it was just plain stupid, okay. And with the with the world it is today, with telephones and. You're always on cameras, and they're almost everywhere there. You, you bet your bottom dollar you got to kind of watch what you say there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down. Gentlemen, I'll start. No thumbs down this week. Uh, two thumbs up to Novak Djokovic and Naomi Osaka winning the Australian Open over this past weekend. Djokovic has now won nine Australian Opens, uh, 18 Grand Slams in his career. And uh, watch out for Osaka. Uh, she's probably the, the next big thing. She already is a big thing, winning her fourth major. And when she gets to the quarterfinals, she's a perfect 16-0 and 0 in majors. So wow. congratulations to those two. Uh, both had adversity in, their, in a couple of their matches. Djokovic got hurt, almost looked like he wasn't going to make it. But that guy is good, and that girl is good. Paul Van Wagner, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. 
thumbs up for me, Scott. And you guys may have talked about this. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but thumbs up to me to the uh, NCAA uh, for setting up the college basketball tournament this year to be played inside a bubble in Indianapolis. I think that this is a very smart move. This is going to uh, allow you to prevent the spread of any sort of COVID-related issues. It's going to keep these kids playing, hopefully. Um, you know, and, and and I think it's a smart move for the NCAA. I don't say that very often. No. I don't praise the NCAA much at all, but I think that what they're doing with this is actually a very, very good idea. Um, my thumbs, I got, I got a, I, I don't know if it's a thumbs down or not, uh, but to, uh, to Carson Wentz, uh, for reaching out to Michael Pittman, uh, wanted number 11. He, he claimed he didn't really want it. He says he doesn't really want it. If you didn't really want it, why would you reach out to the guy and ask him how set he is on it? If you were going to change your number anyway, just change your number. If you want the number 11, own it. Stop being wishy-washy, Carson. You probably will get hurt by week six anyway, and you won't be playing anyway for the Colts. You're fragile. You're, you're a China doll. Grow some thicker skin. Good God. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Uh, thumbs up for the WWE, giving the Miz the Money in the Bank Championship and also the World Championship. Yes. We'll be seeing yeah. probably when we hang up this phone and all the other <laughs> writing material that we got here in order to, <laughs> to see how he did it there. Because I, I, I was so busy last night, I didn't even watch it there. So, um, Let's see how they get out of that there. WWE is getting smart now. They're changing the scenario and everything there. Thumbs down go to the person who went in the locker room and stole all the doggone Deion Sanders uh, welfare, man. His credit cards, his draws, everything. They emptied out the locker room after they played an exhibition football game there. That's not right. I don't know. what what a bunch of savages around this country, I tell you. That's, that's going to do it here. I know, right? Yeah, lock the door if nothing else. Gentlemen, we got to go. Uh, well, Paul, I want to thank you for joining us. Special thank guest, you. and we'll certainly get you on again. Again, you can find Paul Van Wagner on ESPN Blacksburg's The Drive. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate and, you for having me. Thank you. And Butch, uh, yeah, and Butch, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us as well. Thank you, and I'll be back next week, hopefully. Oh, you will. That's going to do it for our show. I want to thank all our guests, including Butch and Paul. And again, if you want to hear the full two-hour of the game, you can find it here in about a half hour at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. That's going to do it for this week's show. We will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400 WKNW, Sioux St. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.